So uh, earlier this week, I was down at uh, Long Beach Catholic, the school. Um, I was with the third graders. And we, um, we were talking a little bit about the sacraments. Uh, specifically, we were talking about uh, the anoint sacrament of the sick, the anointing of the sick. And um, yeah, just kind of what the sacrament means, uh, what would be a reason why you would receive it. Um, they were good. These kids, they really, they really knew their stuff. I was impressed. Um, I was telling them about uh, an experience I had where, where I administered the sacrament. I was uh, on the uh, Loop Parkway, headed north, and it was a pretty big traffic jam. It was a couple of years ago. And uh, I realized eventually that there was, a, there was an accident up in front. That was the reason for the delay, and I could see the, the lights of the ambulance and police cars and so on and um, well eventually when we when I we got up up there um, I could see that it was um, you know looked serious enough I mean I, I don't didn't look like anybody was dying but like there were two people in uh, stretchers so it you know it wasn't nothing and uh, so I got out and I just walked over and I there was a policeman right nearby and I said I was a, a priest and you know would it be okay if I went over and said hello to these people and I brought the oils with me for the sacrament. So the cop was like, yeah, go ahead. Um, I went over and there's two women and uh, introduced myself and um, yeah, I just said, hey, would you like me to you know, say a prayer for you before you, you head to the hospital? Uh, one of them was Catholic, one of them wasn't. So to the Catholic one, I said, I, you know, I could give you the, the sacrament of the sick if you like. And she said, yeah, that'd, that'd be great. So, so that's exactly what happened. And the other person wasn't Catholic, um, so I just said, uh, you know, I'm going to say a prayer. She said, yeah, definitely. So uh, anyway, I was just kind of explaining to these kids that like, that would be an example, not typical, but an example where uh, you know, he administered the sacrament. Uh, and then one of, the, one of the kids, one of the girls raised her hand and said, uh, you know, when you hear a siren, when you're in, the, on the, on the, in your car and if a, you hear a siren, uh, or even if you hear it when you're at home, you hear it going by on the street, or you see a police car heading somewhere, she said, uh, you should always stop and say a Hail Mary. And I said, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what you should do. Um, and I could tell by the reaction of the other kids in the class, they were all, like, nodding. They were affirming it, like, yeah, like, of course, that's what you do. You say a Hail Mary uh, when, you, when you see something like that. Um, so it was really, really kind of impressive uh, t for the kids to, to know that and to all of them know it. Um, and I was thinking a little bit afterwards, uh, um, like, how did they know that? How did they know that? That's not really written anywhere. That's not, that's not in some textbook that when a, a police car goes by and you hear a siren, you should say a prayer. It's not... Jesus never said it. It's not in the scripture. It's not a teaching of the church. So how did they, how did they know that? Um, but clearly somebody told them. Somebody, or maybe, maybe more than one person, told them that that's what you should do when you encounter something like that. Probably their teacher. Well, and I'll say this. Um, those kids, they have a good shepherd in their lives. Probably not the only one, 
probably not the most prominent one, but this is a good one. This is a good shepherd. The fact that they heard that from somebody, I mean, it's this gospel. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. They follow him because he speaks to them. They followed the shepherd because they recognized the voice of the shepherd. They heard from the shepherd. That's a big deal. I think that's really important. Sometimes I, 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 I'm a little concerned that today maybe the sheep don't hear from their shepherds as much as they should. You know, in another time, not that long ago, but, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, there were a whole group of shepherds in the church that lots of pe sheep heard from. They were nuns, like religious sisters. I mean, the numbers of people that were, again, from maybe the, the 60s and the 70s and certainly before that, the impact of religious sisters on kids. They just heard on a regular basis things like what those kids from long, those third graders heard that they expressed to me the other day. Um, and we don't really have, we have so few of those sisters anymore, so few of those shepherds. So the sheep are hearing less. So it just seems to me the challenge becomes, well, then they need to hear more from different shepherds, different good shepherds. I was, um, I think it was either last summer or, or the summer before, I was right out here on the corner of... Uh, park in uh, Monroe. I was on my bike and I was uh, at a red light. I was getting ready to cross over park and I'm, I'm there and a, and a car pulls up going the same direction so it's right to my left and I kind of just like looked to the left and we sort of looked up at each other and you know, did a little like hello, you know, nod, whatever. And then uh, and then I turned away and out of the corner of my eye I, I could kind of see the guy do something and I kind of looked back quick and I caught the end of it and he was blessing himself. Doing the sign of the cross. And then he kind of saw that I saw him. Um, but that was it. Uh, so I'm thinking about it at the red light. And I said to the guy, uh, his window was down. And I said, uh, why did you do that? I mean, he was looking at me like I was a weirdo or something probably. But, uh, and he said to me, because uh, I'm passing a church. And I said something like, man, that's, that's, that's great. Like, that's awesome. Um, and then I said to him, uh, who told you that? And then he just gunned it. He went right through the red light to get away from me. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, um, he kind of thought for a quick second, and he's like, uh, my parents. My parents... We used to always do that when we were in the car. We passed the church, we just kind of do this sign of the cross. And I said to him, uh, I said, you had good parents. And he was like, I know. Like, I, I really did. They were good shepherds. This guy looked like he was 45 years old probably hasn't been in the car with his original family in that context maybe in a lot of years, but like he still does it because he heard about it. He witnessed it. 
I think it's all about having shepherds. It's about having them and being them. And it's about hearing our shepherds. Hearing what our shepherds have to say. St. Paul says it, real simple. He says, uh, faith is heard. Faith is heard. But it's not the only way you get faith. But it's a big way. Like, what do I hear in the course of my life? Especially my young life. Do I hear faith in action? Do I hear faith expressed? Do I have somebody saying to me, hey, anytime a cop goes by, you ought to say a prayer. When the ambulance is going flying, say a prayer. Are we hearing stuff like that? I mean, is that the, the foundation of our faith? No. Is it the most important aspect of who we are as believers? No. But it's not nothing. And on this Sunday, when we kind of focus on shepherds, this image of Jesus as the shepherd, I think, and the fact that it's like the sheep hear from the shepherd. That's why they don't get lost. Or when they do get lost, they hear his voice and they find their way back. Because they've heard from the shepherd. The other day I was out in town. I went to a restaurant and I, uh, I saw this kid who I know from the parish. He was working at this restaurant. And I'm, uh, I didn't really, I just kind of saw him from a distance. Kind of like said hello from, from a, across the room. And I'm looking at this kid and he's like kind of running around working and he's, I know him from here. He used to be an altar server here. I think he's a senior now in high school. And he's a great kid. Like he's a, a kid who stands out. Plays baseball. I'm thinking, man, this kid is, he's playing high school ball. He's got school. He's got this job. He's always here, often with his family. Sometimes not. Sometimes I guess it's like if the schedule, if baseball's practice at a certain time, or maybe the job at a certain time, he's at a different mass. Like he's always, he's here, he's just, this kid gets it. Like he's such a winner. But I also know his parents. It's like, connect the dots. There's no mystery as to why he's this sort of standout kid. Not to take credit from him. I mean, he deserves a big, big chunk of it too, but you know what? You take those two shepherds out of that kid's life, and that kid is not the one I just described. It's all about great parenting. It's about being good shepherds. Good shepherds produce eventually more good shepherds. And the cycle grows. You know, I've mentioned, um, I think I've mentioned a couple of times here, I, every six or seven weeks I go over to the, the, the jail in East Meadow, and I'll say masses uh, on a Saturday morning to a men's mass and then a women's mass. And it's just, a, as you can imagine, it's a oh, terrible place. It's just depressing, and I sort of hate going over there. Um, but it's interesting, the women's mass, um, the women pray sort of in different ways than the guys. They're a little more, they're just kind of better at it, I think. Like, they're just more open to it, and uh, they're, res they're more responsive. Um, at the prayer of the faithful with the, with the ladies, uh, the deacon, will, he'll do petitions, and then he'll, then he'll open it up, and he'll ask, is there any, anything you'd like to pray for? Um, 
The guys, I, think, I guess they've tried to do it in the past, but they just kind of don't really say anything. But the ladies do. And almost every time, well, often when I go there, they'll say things like, uh, I'd like you to pray for my grandson who's um, going to be going before the judge this week. Or uh, my, my granddaughter who just was sentenced. It's like it's all this sort of like legal jail talk, essentially. And it's just so sad. Please pray for my, my son. He's back in detox. And it's like, I'm looking at them in their, in their orange jumpsuits, this grandmother or mother who's praying for her, whomever, from jail for the one who's going to jail. And man, it's, I mean, it's clearly, it's great that they're praying for them and they clearly love them. But it's also kind of heartbreaking. It's like they're so shepherdless. You know what it does for me? It makes me a little less judgy, judgmental. Can you think, man, no wonder why this person has made some big mistakes. Look, look, at, look at their shepherds or their lack of good shepherding. They had no direction. Or maybe the, the influences in their lives were terrible. So it's no wonder why they're in the mess that they're in. It's what happens, I guess, when, they're, when you don't have a good shepherd in your life. You end up in East Meadow. You know, I was watching this, uh, not too long ago, this documentary on uh, sheep herders, like modern-day sheep herders, and it completely caught my attention. Um, they were, it was these sheep herders in uh, Ireland and Scotland. So I watched it, and it was really cool. It was, uh, first of all, the scenery was amazing, and these uh, shepherds were kind of being interviewed, and you got a, a profile on what their lives are like. The first point that they kind of made, which was really interesting, was that, like, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. <laughs> you know, the, the role of shepherd, sheep herder, it's essentially the same today as it was when Jesus described it 20 centuries ago. I mean, maybe peripheral changes, but at the essence, it's kind of the same thing. This person spends time with the sheep. But I tell you, the, uh, the second point I thought was even more interesting, this one particular Irish sheep herder said, uh, he talked about the sheep, and he said, you know what, they're kind of like is they're incredibly vulnerable, like uniquely vulnerable sheep. They have very little, if any, like this, the way God made them, like they have no defense, ability to defend themselves. You know, some animals are uh, maybe not so strong, but they're really fast. So when strong animals go after them, they can run and they can get away. And other animals may not be stro so strong or, or even that fast, but they can climb a tree. So if they get to the tree, then whatever it is that's after them can't climb a tree. So there's sort of like these built-in realities which keep them safe. This guy said the sheep don't really, like they're, physically they're kind of pathetic. And, and then they're mentally, they're not much better. Like, they're not so smart either. So they're like kind of slow and dumb. Um, 
And he gave examples. He said, well, number one, he said, do you ever see a sheep run? It's like comical. They're, they're slow as anything. They can't run away from something that's coming after them. And they can't climb trees. They don't have sharp claws to fight off whatever. They don't fly. So the moral of the story is if you're a sheep and if, you, if you're going to make it, if you're going to survive, you better have a good shepherd. If you don't have a shepherd looking out for you, you're in trouble. And look at the image that Jesus uses for this gospel. Like this is one of his most sort of iconic images. He's the shepherd and we're the sheep. He's sort of calling us pathetic. Like on our own, he's saying, man, we are lost. I suspect that's why he used the image. It wasn't like he wasn't, being, he wasn't creative. He was like, no, without truth in our lives, without hearing truth, the sheep are doomed. So, who are your shepherds? Who were some of your good shepherds? Maybe they're not even with you anymore, with us anymore. Maybe they are. Who were they? Who were the people that protected you and defended you and directed you and guided you? Say a prayer for them. And who are your sheep? Who are your sheep? Who are the ones that need protection and direction? Because if we think the culture is going to give it to them, you got to be kidding. If you think the world is going to protect them and defend them and instruct them, please, no way. So who are your sheep? Let them hear from you. Because they need to hear from you.